Hello and welcome. My name is Brent Weaver and this is the Digital Agency Show. The podcast that goes behind the scenes with today's top agencies and entrepreneurs. I am really glad you're here. And once again, it's time to transform your business mindset. Hey, what's up, agency owner? If you're new here, I've got a free gift for you on how to scale your agency to multiple six and even seven figures and beyond by overcoming your dependency on referrals, doubling your profit per project, and removing yourself from the main bottleneck in your business. All you have to do is text the word FREEDOM to 720-792-8036. Again, that's 720-792-8036. Just text the word freedom and I'll send you the free gift on how to achieve freedom in your agency and life. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners, digital agency owners? Welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. I'm your host, Brent Weaver, and today we're hanging out with Mickey Kennedy. Mickey founded e releases 23 years ago, over 23 years ago, to help small businesses, authors, and startups increase their visibility and credibility through press release marketing. He lives in the Baltimore area. And e-releases represents about a third of businesses or pitches that go on Shark Tank, which is super exciting. I love that show. I love watching it with my kids. I think they still think it's a it's a contestant show where you win a prize at the end. And I'm like, you know, they're still pretty young. I'm like, no, 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 no. They just they just won a bunch more work. Like I know it, I know it's big numbers, but they all just won like a crap ton of responsibility and work for themselves. So I think that's uh, it's still sinking in for them. But uh, anyways, welcome to the program, Mickey. Oh, thank you. So what, uh, out of curiosity, what got you connected with the the Shark Tank team? Well, um, actually, we just started to notice that uh, several of the uh, people on the show were using us. And so we went back to them and said, hey, how'd you hear about us? And they said, oh, the producers actually recommended you guys. And so we circled back with the producers and said, could we, you know, Published that, and they said no. That uh, the the Shark Tank name is licensed, and we will sue you if you do that. So I was like, "Did I just get you in trouble, Mickey? I'm sorry." (laughs) No, but uh, but uh, we we still continue to see uh, a lot of people. We work with Squatty Potty, Manscaped. You know, just a lot of the people that are on there. Many of them just do the one press release when their episode airs, but like Squatty Potty and Manscaped have done numerous press releases with us. So um, it, it, it can be a really great way to leverage the media and get some articles. But if you don't know what you're doing, you're just, you know, hitting send and nothing's happening. Yeah. So um, let's talk about, let's talk about the, the, the like press releases as a, as a concept or a tactic or a service offering. But then I also want to understand like the core, your core business a little bit um, as well. So like what, what brought you to the the press release business? That seems so focused, um, right? but also like simple and, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean it's easy, but what, uh, what was the thing that kind of first brought you there? So about 25 or 26 years ago, I I was working at a telecom startup as employee number three, and I had a creative writing background and they said, we need press releases. You're the writer. So write us some press releases. And so I would then send them out through fax. And uh, it was very laborious. We published a lot of uh, telecom numbers and statistics. And what happened is I'd hit send after programming 100 numbers in the machine. And I'd get a few phone calls from journalists saying, could you just e- email that to us? Because there's a lot of numbers and data. It's easier to copy and paste. And so 
I mentioned to my boss, I was like, I, I think email is the natural progression here. Faxing's dying. And so he said, there might be a business there. I spent the next year or so just contacting journalists and say, hey, uh, could I send you press releases on your beat, your, you know, what you write about? And they said, sure. And so I launched about a year later with 10,000 journalists in my database. And that that's where we grew from. Uh, over time, PR Newswire reached out to us and said, hey, you should also send your releases through us. And I pointed out they charged over $1,000 to move a press release nationally with them. And uh, we went back and forth until they gave us some pricing that worked. So all of our releases go out nationally with PR Newswire. And we start, you know, just a couple hundred dollars, like new customer special, 269 and up. So it, it's it's definitely something that's affordable. But like I said, I, I over the last few years have become to recognize that the real problem with press releases and why so many of them don't work is because people aren't being strategic with them. And you know, what I mean by that is they'll do a press release about a new, I don't know, VP of, of HR. And that's probably not very meaningful to maybe one other than one trade publication and maybe your local newspaper. You can just send that directly to them and uh, they can say yes or no from there. Uh, you don't need to send over a wire or something like that because very few other people are going to pick you up. But, you know, a strategic type of press release, what that looks like is something that's more newsworthy. For example, you author a survey or study in your industry and uh, you've got really timely results uh, about things that are relevant right now, and you publish a press release about that, you're going to get articles written about you, like eight to 14 articles is the average that people get when they do a survey or study. And uh, it takes a little bit of work, but it's not much. I mean, SurveyMonkey handles most of the data correlation for you. I like the multi-page format that you can use with SurveyMonkey. So if someone gives up halfway through the survey, you've still got half of the numbers and results that you can process. And, you know, invariably people say, I don't have an audience. I wouldn't know who to send the survey to. There are hundreds, if not thousands of trade associations. Small and independent ones work really well. Um, find someone. It could be regional. It could be a particular aspect of your industry that you want to focus on, but find that trade association and, and just tell them, hey, I'd, I'd love for you to send this out to your members. I will co-brand the survey with you, or I will mention you in the press release that we'll be issuing nationally. A lot of them don't do a lot of marketing and they don't get a lot of love uh, from the media. So this is an opportunity for them. And most of them will say yes and send it out through social media or email or ideally through both. Very cool. Very cool. Hey, what's up, agency owners? I want to let you know about a hosting platform that is giving digital agencies and creators around the world an edge when it comes to site speed, scalability, and profit. It's called Cloudways, and it's designed to create exceptional experiences for you and your clients that guarantees unmatched performance, reliability, and choice with 24-7 award-winning support. Cloudways is excited to offer our listeners a $50 hosting credit in addition to their amazing benefits of their agency partner program. For more details, head over to yougurus.com slash cloudways or use promo code DASCW when signing up. Let's get back to our show. Well, I, I love the, the the entrepreneurial journey and the, you know how you kind of came up onto the idea. It's very... Um, you know, so, some of it's in the right place at the right time, but also seeing seeing something that maybe other people weren't and also seeing those trends, right, early on. I mean, obviously, you right. guys have been doing this for over two decades, which is is impressive in its own its own right. Pay me a picture of e-releases today. Like, what's the, what's the business structure? Like, how many people do you guys have working with you? 
So we have about 10 full-time employees, um, six are editors. We have a, man a managing editor, a project manager, an assistant. We have a freelance tech team and we have freelance writers that work for us as well. Very cool. And with the, um, like, who's the core customer target for, for e-releases? Uh, entrepreneurs are uh, predominantly. Uh, we also do some work with authors, speakers, um, you know, experts and people like that. People who are maybe, you know, positioning a book or something like that. But uh, startups tend to work really well. And, and I think startups work well because they, they usually come from an environment where they're competing and trying to raise capital. So they've got their elevator pitch down pat. They know what they're doing that's unique, what their unique selling proposition is. And that makes it so much easier to translate into media because the media doesn't want to just uh, cover it, someone doing something that someone else is doing as well. They want to curate and discover people that are doing something that's unique and a business that's, that's, that's you know, a little bit different than everybody else. Yeah. So thinking about like, our, our, our customer, our, our listeners, agency owners that are tuning into this show right now, what's like, how does, how does press releases fit into their tool belt or whether it's for their clients or whether it's for their own business, how can they think about press releases as a value add to, to their clients or themselves? Right. So um, I would just say to look at the opportunity that exists through PR, uh, the, the leverage ability, um, you get, uh, you know, when an article is written about you, say in the New York Times, and if you're happy, you know, lucky enough to uh, have a link to you, that's huge SEO benefit. It's huge traffic that's driven to you. And one of the things that often happens is when people read an article, they want to do business with that company. Their defenses are down. They, you know, the conversion rates from articles is like, you know, sometimes 30, 40%. And, you know, people with the best landing pages will know that their conversion rates are much smaller when you're dealing with advertising and people who've got their defenses up. So uh, my customers and an agency's customers are people who are wanting to attract customers. And so this is a great way to get discovered, uh, get in front of an audience that, uh, you know, you, 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 you don't control in the same way that you do with advertising, but the, the, you know, the benefit is just, you know, so much more. We did a press release early in the pandemic for a initiative called the Dining Bond Initiative, sort of built off of War Bonds concept. And it was meant to help your local favorite uh, restaurant that was likely closed down early in the pandemic. And you could uh, sort of nominate them, put some funds up, and if they accepted, they would immediately get the money. And it would be back sort of like a gift certificate concept. It got over 150 articles uh, last time we checked. Wall Street Journal, Washington Post, New York Times, a lot of food publications picked it up. In excess of $10 million in revenue created from one press release. You know, that is the extreme side of leverage. I mean, I challenge anyone to say for a $300 press release, <laughs> could you generate, you know, 10 plus million dollars of revenue? And but it is possible, and and that's that leverage opportunity that that PR has. If you can sort of reverse engineer a message that is extremely newsworthy and make it so that it's irresistible to a journalist who is trying to be a gatekeeper that he wants to share that with his audience, that's that's the secret. I mean, that's it. It's, it's basically, uh, you know, rather than saying this is the message I want to put out 
and have it turned into an article without thinking about the journalist. What can I do to, to make this so engaging? A journalist would want to share it with their uh, audience. Um, you know, that that's that's the missing piece. And a lot of times behind that is just what's newsworthy, what's something that she could be saying that's different than everybody else. Um, there is a concept that came out over 10 years ago called, um, it was uh, newsjacking. And it was basically like, if something is trending in your industry, just join the conversation. And it worked a little bit over 10 years ago, but it doesn't work anymore because so many people are com competing on the same message. What I say is try to be contrarian. If everyone in your industry is talking about how something is positive, be the one person out there saying why it's why it's not why what's the negative side of it what's the con side of it you, there's ways to do it where you come across as rational and reasonable so you're not going to alienate your customer base but you are the only person out there uh who is 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 being mr doom and gloom journalists want to be a fair and to cover both sides but many times they're only covering one side so if uh everybody in your industry is talking you know like in the automotive industry about how great uh, electric cars are be the one person saying not so fast. You know, the mining for the minerals used for batteries is not environmentally sound. Often there's uh, children labor involved and things like that. <laughs> and we don't know what's going to happen at the end of the life of that battery. Is it we just creating more uh, trouble that goes into landfills with these batteries and things like that? And so if you were that one person, every time someone covers this trend of uh, EV and how positive it is, they're going to look for, well, who's the one person out there that's got something negative that we can make this a little more balanced? It'll be you. So you'll get plugged into a lot more stories. And so many people, I, I think, don't, they just want to go with what everyone else is doing. And sometimes you just have to raise your hand and be willing to be the crazy uncle who's out there <laughs> saying something that's a little counter to everyone else. So, so, and I like this like rational and reasonable. It was just, you know, it was... Just even hearing you create the arguments around EV, which I know it was just purely an example, but it still was like I could feel the the tension. I'm like, oh man, like Mickey's one of those guys. It's like anti EV, right? But I think that's how do you like? So how can you tie that into your business though, in a way that doesn't alienate? I mean, it's I feel like it's easy to say like, oh, do it in a rational and reasonable way, but I think sometimes that contrarian view, you know, does get some. I don't know if I want to say like hate mail, but like I could imagine, right. like I could imagine if there's an EV article about Tesla's new, you know, blah, blah, blah feature. And then here's Mickey with his like, not so fast, right? Like you're going to get like the Tesla army, the, the Twitter army against you. And they're going to start to like blow you up, which I guess, hey, any, any press is good press, right? Is that the, that's the no, old saying? I, but. I, I, will, I do not subscribe to that. I think that, that there, uh, there are, there is press that hurts and <laughs> uh, you have to be mindful. If, if a hot button issue is going to alienate you potentially with your customers, don't take the contrarian view, only do it where it makes sense. And, uh, it, you know, it, you don't feel like you're going to alienate your customer base because I had one client do that. He he he's, he 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 said I can be a great contrarian. Issued press releases saying stuff that was kind of outlandish, but he supported it with great quotes and he started getting in print. And then like he said, Mickey, I'm getting in trouble. A lot of my clients that I consult for are really not happy about this. And I said, Well, I did warn you. And, uh, he says, I think I've smoothed it over with most of them, but I think I'm going to like 
sit back from this issue. And I said, yes, wait until another issue comes. And then if you want to reach out to some of those same people who complained with you and see what they feel about your new idea of being contrarian in a different thing. In some industries, it's easier to be a contrarian yeah. than others. And uh, EV is a hot button issue. I, I'm I have solar panels on my house, so I'm very pro uh, environmental. But <laughs> we'll, I do we'll, think we'll, it's we'll a, put that in writing. Like, just we'll put a disclaimer in the episode, just so you know, Mickey is very pro environment, <laughs> right? And, and as an owner of a hybrid vehicle, <laughs> I I also see the real positive of it. But it, it it was a it's an issue that so many people don't think about the deeper you know, negatives or potential yeah. negatives about a subject. In, in, and I think that just educating yourself in your industry and sort of noticing trends where things trend. And is that an opportunity that you could take a contrarian viewpoint? Another thing that's worked pretty well for some of my clients is when there is something that's trending in their industry, rather than joining the conversation and saying the same thing everybody else is, is there a way that you could layer it, add some relevance for maybe a particular niche? There was the target breach years ago where uh the credit cards got breached or something. Everybody and their mother was sending out press releases as security consultants with their take on that. And I had one client that wanted to do that. And I told him, no, it was, you, you know, I, I'd seen at that point three or 400 releases that week that were all about the, the target breach. And I said, you're not going to stand out. And I said, if you wanted to, you know, what's your customer base? And he broke it down and he says, but we also work with a lot of mom and pops, like, you know, pizza uh, places where it's only one location or a dry cleaner that might have three locations. And he goes, and these people know nothing about e-commerce and, you know, what liability they have with that credit card terminal on their counter. And I said, I think that's an angle. So he created a press release that said, you know, are you a small business owner with a credit card terminal on your counter? Here's five things that you should do to audit whether you're at risk of the same thing that happened to Target. And he did get three or four articles written as a result of it. It wasn't a huge home run, but it, it did well. It did much better than I thought it was going to if he had taken the same approach that everyone else did. So make it more nuanced, make it more layered. In his aspect, he worked with the small mom and pop retail stores was sort of his niche. And he was able to articulate that in the headline and the opening paragraph. Yeah. Hey, what's up, agency owners? I want to tell you about one of my favorite white label partners, E2M. They can help with all your website design, web development, SEO, and content needs for your client projects. This includes WordPress, WooCommerce, Shopify, BigCommerce, Webflow, Duda, SiteGlide, custom PHP applications, and much more. Have peace of mind when it comes to your outsourcing needs. Let E2M become an extension of your team so you can grow and scale how you want. Check them out today at e2msolutions.com. That's e, the number two, msolutions.com. All right, back to our show. I, think, I mean, if I were to like, you know, kind of summarize, like it's almost like stepping back and being a little bit more strategic with your, with, with press releases and with PR in general. And I think you've given two really awesome tools, the contrarian tool, layering tool, basically adding something to the conversation, bringing a unique angle or using that kind of big event to kind of create some press uh, in in a target market. I mean, I even I think about you know our our market of of web pros and agency uh, agency people. I mean, for me to go out and be contrarian. I mean, I had I had like one article 
years ago that got like major like viral lift in our, our niche because I basically wrote an article that the headline was never say WordPress when selling a web design project. And at the time, you know, WordPress and still to this day, right? It's like a sacred cow. Like you can't, you can't trash talk. I mean, people trash talk WordPress all the time right now, but back in 20, you know, 2015, you know, 2014, not so much, right? It was, it was very much like, you know, Oh, we can't say anything bad about the open source, you know, community or whatever. And, um, you know, that, that was, it, it, it just like spiraled and got like super, got like really, um, you know, got a ton of traffic on it. And, and I mean, I think that we even released some additional things like never say, you know, uh, responsive web design, you know, when, when pitching a client, right. Everybody was all crazy about responsive and it was just like taking these positions. And I think just adding that context, the rational context to that is is the key, right? It's like, hey, most small right. businesses have no idea what responsive web design is. They they might know what mobile is, so you know, talk to them about mobile, but don't like mention some weird like you know term that we as pros only only understand. So, I love these these types of tactics, man. They they um, I, I love geeking out on them. I love seeing how people can use these things to cut through the noise and, and create a unique statement. So that's awesome. You have some time to stick around for our lightning round, Mickey. Sure, absolutely. What is the best advice you've ever received? The best advice I ever received was from Perry Marshall, who says, don't assume anything, test it and tweak it. And so there was a lot of things early in my industry that uh, I, I felt based on what I had a couple of anecdotal conversations with customers and there were things that they liked about me. And, uh, I was challenged on that because some of the stuff is 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 difficult to manage and it creates a a labor bottleneck and uh I tested it and determined that people are willing to do without some things for cheaper prices and being more efficient and things like that. I've I I'm always split testing different pages on my website and I split test different things that I do in my business. Uh I uh, used to send a shock and awe kit to everybody who became a new customer with all this crazy stuff around Baltimore. Like we sent crab chips and uh, <laughs> just fun little stuff. It was fun in a box. It was like a party in a box <laughs> and it had confetti and, and all kinds of cool stuff. And so many people would like take pictures of it, post it and talk about how great it was. But I had one woman come to me and say, I, I'm just telling you this because I I, I like you, but I it, it hit me as being very unprofessional, and it makes me consider reconsider whether I want to be doing business with you. And rather than get mad, I just said, "Here's another thing we could uh, split test." So for six months, we took half of the new customers and just sent them a book with a welcome letter, and the other half we sent the the shock and awe kit. And then we just started measuring that population uh, of six-month people. It was a good size. And by year two, the one that received the book, uh, their lifetime value was more than double higher than the people who received the crazy shock and awe kit. And we stopped the shock and awe kit right then and there. And I, I think that while my personality is fun and quirky, it may not be people who are sending professional press releases about their company. They don't want someone that looks a little bit, a little bit eccentric uh, <laughs> well, handling their, just, their press releases I, and I stuff like that from a marketing our, standpoint. Uh, our lightning round. I, I, I try to resist going into this, but this is just so good, Mickey. So, so six months of, of like restraint, A and B tests, 
And then what was, when did you guys take the LTV measurement? You said two years? We, we measured it. We were looked at it every month and it looked like, oh my God, the people who receive the books are going to, are winning. And it just got worse and worse. <laughs> so by two years. Uh, so uh, for the people who at the end of the six months, it would have been 18 months at, at that point. The lifetime value of the people who received the books was more than double the lifetime value of the people that oh. received the shotgun. And the funny thing is the shotgun kits cost me almost $40 to send. Yeah. And the book and a letter was, even with priority mail, was under $15. Oh, that's so good, man. I love that. Uh, which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success? I think my creativity, uh, you know, I, I got a creative writing degree. I'm a poet. Uh, I still write poetry, uh, you know, and my mind just works really well with creative stuff, like figuring out how to be contrarian, working with a client who's just not having any results and brainstorming crazy ideas. Uh, we had a local carpet company in New Jersey come and work with us at one point. And uh, I told them, this is not going to work for you. You are one of many. You're not doing anything. You're not installing carpet in any any new way, novel way that's going to make you newsworthy. And uh, finally, after taking their money for five months, uh, you know, we were talking about who their enemy was, and it was uh, the big box home improvement stores. And I said, "Why don't we do a David and Goliath? You against Home Depot. You against Lowe's. How you have to market yourself? Why they're so bad?" And we did, and every floor trade publication picked it up because they're all their subscribers are local auto. Uh, I mean, not local auto, but local carpet companies. They're not the big box stores, so they loved it, and they all <laughs> wrote letters to the editor about how it, refreshing it was. Uh, all these articles about marketing and having the market against these people with really big budgets, and we all know that you know they're not giving a good product because they don't care who the installer is. Home Depot and Lowe's. They never ask, have you installed carpet before? They just say, are you licensed in this state to do home improvement? If yes, here's a here's a job available to you. And so that's why there's so much bad carpet being installed by the big box home improvement stores. Hmm. Can you share an internet resource tool or app that you think our listeners would find valuable? One that I've used is uh, Perry Marshall's 80-20 Pareto Principle uh, Curve. And it's basically where you can plug in numbers in your business and see how much money you're leaving on the table by either not having more low-end products or high-end products. And uh, it basically takes the natural skew of people and how they spend. So if you can sell a thousand people a $29 widget, then you should be able to sell 12 of them a $1,400 product or service or something like that. And so it really gives you an idea of opportunities that you may be missing in, in your market just by looking at the natural skew. And uh, I, I, it's been a while since I used it, so I don't have it handy for you. And what book would you recommend? If anyone's interested about PR, uh, Trust Me, I'm Lying by Ryan Holiday. Uh, it really talks about the lies and hustle of of PR that happens and the kinds of things where you know one 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 person is dealing with all of these negative billboards that are about the company and turns out that the company put those billboards up to get people to to think that uh, there's somebody antagonistic out there towards them that kind of stuff just happens a lot of PR is manufactured 
Well, we will link out to Ryan Holiday's book. Big fan of that guy. Uh, Trust me, I'm lying. As well as we will find Perry Marshall's 80-20 curve uh, tool and lots of other good tips, takeaways, insights from today's episode. Check that out on our show notes, yougurus.com forward slash podcast. Mickey, how can folks find out more about you? Is there anything that you have they can check out? Yes, uh, visit eReleases.com. Uh, all my social media is on the lower right down there. It's my direct LinkedIn. It's an easy way to to reach me. Um, if anyone has any questions or anything like that, they can always reach out to the website. We have chat. We have phone numbers. We have no salespeople, just editors. And I do have a free masterclass that basically uh, will give you an audit of uh, newsworthy ideas that you could do for your business uh, or your client's business. And it's available at ereleases.com forward slash plan, P-L-A-N. It's completely free. It's less than an hour video. And it's just chock full of stuff like the survey idea, the contrarian idea. There's several of those that will help you sort of analyze what you could be doing that would be more newsworthy rather than the standard types of press releases that we're seeing and missing. Awesome. Well, thank you for that link, Mickey. We will also link out to that at our show notes page, yougurus.com forward slash podcast. So we'll link out to the e-releases website, Mickey's social media profiles, uh, as well as their free masterclass at ereleases.com slash plan. Check that all out on our show notes, yougurus.com slash podcast. If you listen to this week of, you'll see Mickey's picture at the top. Click on him and you'll get all those insights, takeaways, and gold nuggets for you. Mickey, thanks for stopping by the program today. Oh, thanks for having me. And that's it for this week's episode of the Digital Agency Show. Stay tuned each and every week for more great content coming to you to help you grow your digital agency so you can achieve freedom in business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And remember, if you want this free gift all about how to scale to six and seven figures and beyond in your agency, just text the word FREEDOM to 720-792-8036. That's the word FREEDOM to 720-792-8036. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. Brent Weaver.